Today is October the 20th. Today, Ezra rebuilds Judaism. Reading through the Bible in a year, uh, please read Ezra chapters 8 through 10. Now, it's interesting. We saw earlier that there were three waves of exile. Uh, first, a large um, contingency was taken from Jerusalem to Babylon, then a medium-sized one, then a smaller one later. There are also three returns from exile. The first one happened with Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel, uh, the governor, uh, brought back a great many people, and uh, they established the city in Jerusalem, and they began to rebuild the temple. Ezra returns, and with Ezra, a number of other people also returned. The reason Ezra returned was now that the temple was rebuilt, he was a priest, Ezra the priest, returns to establish Judaism now in uh, Israel again. <clears throat> Chapter 8 tells us of Ezra's journey, and when he arrives in Israel, he uh, dedicates, he consecrates the implements, the items, the furniture, and uh, the elements that were used in temple worship. Chapter 9, Ezra sees that many people uh, who are living now in Jerusalem have intermarried. He notices specifically a number of pagan wives. In chapter 10, the people recognize this. They confess their sins. Chapter 10, verse 11 says, Confess your sin to the Lord, the God of your ancestors. Do what he demands. Separate yourselves from the people of the land and from these pagan women. The issue is not so much mixture with the people. That is okay as long as those people become Jews, which there was a prescribed way for that to take place. The problem was these people wanted to continue worshiping their pagan gods. So they're called pagan men, pagan women. Today, we read of the return from exile under Ezra and reestablishing Judaism in Israel. Ezra 8-10, to New Living Translation, Ezra 8. Here's a list of the family leaders and the genealogies of those who came with me from Babylon during the reign of King Artaxerxes, from the family of Phineas. Gershom, from the family of Ithamar, Daniel, from the family of David Hattush, a descendant of Shechaniah, from the family of Parush, Zechariah, and a hundred and fifty other men were registered, from the family of Pehath Moab, Eliehenei, son of Zerahiah, and two hundred other men, from the family of Zatu, 
Shechaniah, son of Jahaziel, and three hundred other men, from the family of Adin, Abed, son of Jonathan, and fifty other men, from the family of Elam, Jeshiah, son of Athaliah, and seventy other men, from the family of Shephatiah, Zebediah, son of Michael, and eighty other men, from the family of Joab, Obadiah, son of Jehiel, and two hundred and eighteen other men, from the family of Bani, Shelomith, son of Josephiah, and a hundred and sixty other men, from the family of Bebai, Zechariah, son of Bebai, and twenty-eight other men, from the family of Azgad, Johanan, son of Hakatan, and a hundred and ten other men, from the family of Adonikam, who came later, Eliphelet, Jewel, Shemaiah, and sixty other men, from the family of Bigvai, Uthai, Zakur, and seventy other men. I assembled the exiles at the Ahava Canal, and we camped there for three days while I went over the list of the people and the priests who had arrived. I found that not one Levite had volunteered to come along. So I sent for Eliezer, Ariel, Shemaiah, El-Nathan, Jarib, El-Nathan, Nathan, Zechariah, and Meshulub, who were leaders of the people. I also sent for Joyarib and El-Nathan, who were men of discernment. I sent them to Ido, the leader of the Levites, at Kasifiah, to ask him and his relatives and the temple servants to send us ministers for the temple of God at Jerusalem. Since the gracious hand of our God was on us, they sent us a man named Sherebiah, along with eighteen of his sons and brothers. He was a very astute man and a descendant of Mali, who was a descendant of Levi, son of Israel. They also sent Hashabiah, together with Jeshiah, from the descendants of Merari, and twenty of his brothers and sisters, and two hundred and ten temple servants. The temple servants were assistants to the Levites, a group of temple workers first instituted by King David and his officials. They were all listed by name. And there by the Ahava Canal, I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before our God. We prayed that he would give us a safe journey and protect us, our children, and our goods as we traveled. For I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to accompany us and protect us from enemies along the way. After all, we had told the king, Our God's hand of protection is on all who worship him, but his fierce anger rages against those who abandon him. So we fasted and earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us, and he heard our prayer. I appointed twelve leaders of the priest, Sherebiah, Hashabiah, and ten other priests, to be in charge of transporting the silver, the gold, the gold bulls, and the other items that the king, his council, his officials, and all the people of Israel had presented for the temple of God. I weighed the treasure as I gave it to them, found the totals to be as follows. 24 tons of silver, 7,500 pounds of silver articles, 7,500 pounds of gold, 20 gold bulls equal in value to a 1,000 gold coins, two fine articles of polished bronze as precious as gold. And I said to these priests, 
You and these treasures have been set apart as holy to the Lord. This silver and gold is a voluntary offering to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. Guard these treasures well until you present them to the leading priests, the Levites, and the leaders of Israel, who will weigh them at the storerooms of the Lord's temple in Jerusalem. So the priests and the Levites accepted the task of transporting these treasures of silver and gold to the temple of our God in Jerusalem. We broke camp at the Ahava Canal on April 19th and started off to Jerusalem, and the gracious hand of our God protected us and saved us from our enemies and bandits along the way. So we arrived safely in Jerusalem, where we rested for three days. On the fourth day after our arrival, the silver, gold, and other valuables were weighed at the temple of our God and entrusted to Merimoth son of Uriah the priest, and to Eleazar, son of Phinehas, along with Jazabad, son of Jeshua and Noadiah, son of Minui, both of whom were Levites. Everything was accounted for by number and weight, and the total weight was officially recorded. Then the exiles who had come out of captivity sacrificed burnt offerings to the God of Israel. They presented twelve bulls for all the people of Israel, as well as ninety-six rams and seventy-seven male lambs. They also offered twelve male goats as a sin offering. All this was given as a burnt offering to the Lord. The king's decrees were delivered to his highest officers and the governors of the province west of the Euphrates River, who then cooperated by supporting the people and the temple of God. Ezra 9. When these things had been done, the Jewish leaders came to me and said, Many of the people of Israel, even some of the priests and Levites, have not kept themselves separate from the other peoples living in the land. They've taken up the detestable practices of the Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Jebusites, Ammonites, Moabites, Egyptians, and Amorites. For the men of Israel had married women from these people and have taken them as wives for their sons. So the holy race has become polluted by these mixed marriages. Worse yet, the leaders and official have led the way in this outrage. When I heard this, I tore my cloak and my shirt, pulled hair from my head and beard, and sat down utterly shocked. Then all who trembled at the words of the God of Israel came and sat with me because of this outrage committed by the returned exiles. And I sat there utterly appalled until the time of the evening sacrifice. At the time of the sacrifice, I stood up from where I'd sat in mourning with my clothes torn. I fell to my knees and lifted my hands to the Lord my God. I prayed, Oh my God, I am utterly ashamed. I blush to lift up my face to you, for our sins are piled higher than our heads, and our guilt has reached to the heavens. From the days of our ancestors until now, we have been steeped in sin. That's why we and our kings and our priests have been at the mercy of the pagan kings of the land. We've been killed, captured, robbed, and disgraced, just as we are today. But now, we've been given a brief moment of grace, for the Lord our God has allowed a few of us to survive as a remnant. He's given us security in this holy place. Our God has brightened our eyes and granted us some relief from our slavery. For we were slaves, but in his unfailing love, 
our God did not abandon us in our slavery. Instead, he caused the kings of Persia to treat us favorably. He revived us so we could rebuild the temple of our God and repair its ruins. He's given us a protective wall in Judah and Jerusalem. And now, O oh our God, what can we say after all of this? For once again, we have abandoned your commands. Your servants, the prophets, warned us when they said, The land you're entering to possess is totally defiled by the detestable practices of the people living there. From one end to the other, the land is filled with corruption. Don't let your daughters marry their sons. Don't take their daughters as wives for your sons. Don't ever promote the peace and prosperity of those nations. If you follow these instructions, you'll be strong and will enjoy the good things the land produces. And you will leave this prosperity to your children forever. Now we're being punished because of our wickedness and our great guilt. But we have actually been punished far less than we deserve. For you, our God, have allowed some of us to survive as a remnant. But even so, we're again breaking your commands and intermarrying with people who do these detestable things. Won't your anger be enough to destroy us so that even this little remnant no longer survives? O oh Lord God of Israel, you are just. We come before you in our guilt as nothing but an escaped remnant, though in such a condition none of us can stand in your presence. Ezra 10. While Ezra prayed and made this confession, weeping and lying face down on the ground in front of the temple of God, a very large crowd of people from Israel, men, women, and children, gathered and wept bitterly with him. Then Shechaniah, son of Jehiel, a descendant of Elam, said to Ezra, We've been unfaithful to our God. We've married these pagan women of the land. But in spite of this, there is hope for Israel. Let us now make a covenant with our God to divorce our pagan wives and to send them away with their children. We'll follow the advice given to you and by the others who respect the commands of our God. Let it be done according to the law of God. Get up, for it's your duty to tell us how to proceed in setting things straight. We're behind you, so be strong and take action. So Ezra stood up and demanded that the leaders of the priests and Levites and all the people of Israel swear that they would do as Shechaniah had said. They all swore a solemn oath. Then Ezra left the front of the temple of God and went to the room of Jehonahan, son of Eliashib. He spent the night there without eating or drinking anything. He was still in mourning because of the unfaithfulness of the returned exiles. Then a proclamation was made throughout Judah and Jerusalem that all the exiles should come to Jerusalem. Those who failed to come within three days would, if the leaders and elders so decided, forfeit all their property and be expelled from the assembly of the exiles. Within three days, all the people of Judah and Benjamin had gathered in Jerusalem. This took place on December the 19th, and all the people were sitting in the square before the temple of God. They were trembling both because of the seriousness of the matter and because it was raining. Then Ezra the priest stood and said to them, You've committed a terrible sin by marrying pagan women. You've increased Israel's guilt. So now 
confess your sin to the Lord, the God of your ancestors, and do what he demands. Separate yourselves from the people of the land and from these pagan women. Then the whole assembly raised their voices and answered, Yes, you're right. We must do as you say. And they added, This isn't something that can be done in a day or two, for many of us are involved in this extremely sinful affair. This is the rainy season, so we cannot stay out here much longer. Let our leaders act on behalf of us all. Let everyone who has a pagan wife come at a scheduled time, accompanied by the leaders and judges of this city, so that the fierce anger of our God concerning this affair may be turned away from us. Only Jonathan, son of Asahel, and Jazeah, son of Tikvah, opposed this course of action. They were supported by Meshulam and Shabbatai the Levite. So this was the plan they followed. Ezra selected leaders to represent their families, designating each of their representatives by name. On December 29th, the leaders sat down to investigate the matter. On March 27th, the first day of the new year, they had finished dealing with all the men who had married pagan wives. These are the priests who had married pagan wives. From the family of Jeshua, son of Jehozadak, and his brothers, Maaseiah, Eliezer, Jarib, and Gedaliah, they vowed to divorce their wives, and they each acknowledged their guilt by offering a ram as a guilt offering. From the family of Immer, Hanani, and Zebediah. From the family of Harin, Maaseiah, Elijah, Shemaiah, Jehiel, and Uzziah. From the family of Pashur, Elionai, Maaseiah, Ishmael, Nethanel, Jazabad, and Elasa. These are the Levites who were guilty. Jazabad, Shimei, Keliah, also called Kelita, Pethahiah, Judah, and Eliezer. This is the singer who was guilty, Eliashib. These are the gatekeepers who were guilty, Shalom, Telem, and Uri. These are the other people of Israel who were guilty. From the family of Parosh, Ramaya, Isaiah, Malkaijah, Mijamim, Eliezer, Hashabiah, and Benaiah. From the family of Elam, Mataniah, Zechariah, Jehiel, Abdi, Jeremoth, and Elijah. From the family of Zatu, Elionai, Eliashib, Mataniah, Jeremoth, Zabad, and Aziza. From the family of Bebai, Jehohanan, Hananiah, Zabai, and Athlai. From the family of Bani, Meshulam, Maluk, Adiah, Jashub, Sheal, and Jeremoth. From the family of Pahath Moab, Adna, Kelal, Benaiah, Maaseiah, Mataniah, Bezalel, Benui, and Manasseh. From the family of Harim, Eliezer, Ishajah, Malkijah, Shemaiah, Shimeon, Benjamin, Maluk, and Shemariah. From the family of Hashum, Metenai, Matata, Zabad, Eliphelet, Jeremiah, Manasseh, and Shimei. From the family of Bani, Madai, Amram, Uel, Benaiah, Bedeya, Keluhi, Venaya, Meremath, Eliashiv, Mataniah, 
Matenai, and Jashu, from the family of Binui, Shimei, Shelemiah, Nathan, Adiah, Machnadabai, Shashai, Sharai, Azarel, Shelemiah, Shemariah, Shalom, Amariah, and Joseph, from the family of Nebo, Jael, Matithiah, Zabad, Zabina, Jadai, Joel, and Benaiah. Each of these men had a pagan wife. Some even had children by these wives. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we will see Nehemiah rebuilding the walls.